0: Wow! Are you full of wonder today? Full of joy today? Shouldn't we be full of joy today? I'm telling you, Mary Lou said, after all that's taken place this morning, she said, I think you ought to be able to preach. (laughs) And I think I ought to be able to preach. Uh, Man, I just love Jesus. I love what he's doing in this church family here. I love what I... Got to be a part of yesterday. It's a beautiful day yesterday. We came up here and the first thing we found waiting at the front door as we came for praise team practice was a lady that if I ever pictured what the and demoniac looked like in the female version, it would have been her. She had no joy. And to see my wife minister to her. So beautiful. Get her some food. Bring her some clothes. Our food pantry team has ministered to her many times. Pray for her. You don't need to know her name. Just pray for her. And then we um, had a call to go and pray for someone in the hospital get about two blocks away from the church, from praise team practice, and Mary Lou said, we need to go back and get some communion to take to the hospital. So she goes back, and we go back in there, and we get the bread, and we get the cups and everything, and organize it, and she counts out eight cups, not knowing how many people are in the room. You know how many people are in the room? Eight people. We walked in thinking we were going to go pray for somebody to be raised up and Healed, that they were just starting a process of getting worse. And we walked in upon his actual 15 minutes before he passed. But God brought us there at the right moment that we could sing over him, that we could pray over the family. God's timing, God's timing, church makes me wonder sometimes, don't you wonder sometimes, how did this happen like that? And God's going, I got you. And then me and Sandra and Mary Lou j- jumped in the car, and we'd, we'd been invited to go where the boots on the ground were serving, this little community over in the Blackshear community, a stone's throw, throw from where I grew up, but they were across the pasture from where I lived. And that was the place you just didn't want to go. And I walk over there, and, and I see the joy of the Lord. serving these little kids, these moms, these dads, giving away bicycles and feeding them and giving them gift certificates, clothing. God is good, church. But you see, you see, you won't want to do that stuff. You won't want to do that if you don't have the joy of the Lord in you. Did you know you can have the joy of the Lord in you and cry? That's okay. Because the joy of the world is not the joy of the Lord. You need to understand that this morning. The joy the world talks about is not the joy that we talk about. The joy of the word is really more akin to the word happiness. If things are going good, you have joy. If they're not going good, you don't have joy. Depends on your circumstances. But listen, as Christians, we have a different perspective on joy because we have somebody that's given us joy, that's infused us with joy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It's not your joy. It's the joy of the Lord that gives us strength. We quote that verse all the time, Nehemiah eight ten. The joy of the Lord is your strength. But you back up just a little bit, and it says, "Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength." So, where does the joy come from? We're going to look at joy for this next three weeks, maybe four weeks. You know where I got them? I got the. inspiration to preach on joy, the series of joy. wasn't well, because it's Christmas. We were in a men's Bible study. And listen, if you don't come to the men's Bible study, you're not plugged in somewhere like on Wednesday night or Sunday or somewhere, you're missing some really incredible things. But one night we talked about joy in there. And like, especially Joe, Joe Griner, drummer, is like, like, the light bulb went off. Like, man, I've never really... THOUGHT OF JOY LIKE I'M THINKING OF JOY, LIKE WE'RE TALKING ABOUT JOY TONIGHT. SO WE TALKED ABOUT JOY. and SO THIS NEXT THREE WEEKS, JUST A LITTLE BITS OF THAT ARE PROBABLY GONNA COME OUT BECAUSE IT IMPRESSED ME TOO THAT, YOU KNOW, WE DON'T TALK ABOUT THE JOY OF THE LORD THAT MUCH. WE JUST QUOTE THE VERSE, THE JOY OF THE LORD IS MY STRENGTH, AND WE DON'T look, EVEN LOOK AT IT IN CONTEXT. WE'RE GOING TO LOOK AT IT IN CONTEXT THIS MORNING. I THINK IT IS GONNA BLOW YOU AWAY THAT WHAT GOD HAS, WHAT HE HAS GIVEN US IS INCREDIBLE. So the first thing I want you to know is that joy comes from the Lord. Isn't it funny that, that, uh, that Yoli comes up here and, and reads the very verse that I've got, I'm starting with? My brethren, count it all joy. Did you know joy is a choice? Count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. I love it, God, when I fall into various trials. And knowing that the testing of my faith is going to produce patience. Oh, I am so full of joy. But that's what he says here. Is it not? He says count it all joy all joy when you fall into various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience but let patience have its perfect work that you may be perfect and complete lacking nothing. We're going to see in a minute how God wants us to lack nothing. Latonia gets up here, and they get up. It's about lacking nothing because God doesn't want us to be in lack. He is the God of abundance. The thief comes but to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Yes. He will give us more than we can ask or even think or imagine. Whoo! Guys, if we can't get that, if we can't figure this out this morning about this joy of the Lord is our strength. Listen, I'm, you're going to leave here changed. You're going to leave here changed. Just like Mary Lou said, this, everything that ever has been said is all like puts. God just puts things together. We come together and we're we're changed because of the Word of God by the Spirit of God. You know, when we, we read that scripture, we go, well, are you kidding me? I'm not, I can't, I really can't get through this calamity, this circumstances, trial, this tribulation, and I, I really can't count it all joy, pastor, because you just don't even know what I'm going through, but I'm going to tell you, I, I, I'm not going to tell you, you can have, you can laugh your way to the, to, to whatever, to the answers, I'm just going to tell you that the joy of the Lord is your strength, i want going to tell you to start counting it all joy, because God is growing you, He is teaching you, He is raising you up, but you've got to count it joy in the process, see if you count it all, woe is me, you're not going to grow. If you count it all as, oh, I can't believe this, or you get mad at God, you are not going to grow in your faith, and your joy is not going to be full, it's not going to be complete. But our joy comes from the Lord this morning. You know, we think so often, and this is, there's nothing wrong with what I'm about to say, but we, we think of Jesus wants us to be obedient. Does he want us to be obedient? Of course he does. We think about doing ministry. Does he want us to be praying about our ministry? Sure he does. Does, does he want us to study the word? That's, those are easy questions, aren't they? Does he want you to pray? Does he want you to do all those things in a woe is me attitude? Well, I got to go to the hospital. There's somebody down there needs me. Mm-hmm. Well. You know, the pastor's always talking about reading the Word. I just don't get it. And all those these and now and this and that. And then they say there's this translation and that translation. And there's a hundred of them. I don't know which one to read. I just don't get it. What, what does he see about in the Word? There's no joy. There. Listen, there should be joy when you open up this book. Do you know what people did to give this book to us today? Do you know of the lives that were sacrificed so we can have the joy of the Word today? So don't take these things for granted that God has blessed us with. Joy comes from the Lord. Joy comes from Jesus. Joy comes from Jesus. There's a verse in John, John 15. This is in the Amplified, uh, 1511 in the Amplified. Jesus says this, I have told you these things so that my joy, say my joy, See, he's talking about him. He said, my joy and delight may be in you. Not just his joy, but also his delight would be in us. You know, we don't even picture Jesus that way. We just picture him going around healing people and casting out demons. And he's saying, hey, guys, and you're going to go through some things, but I want you to know I want my joy and my delight to be complete in you. And listen to what he says. And that may be in you that your joy may be made full and complete and overflowing. See, Christians, our joy, the joy of the Lord that strengthens us, the joy that comes from Jesus shouldn't be just little spigots of joy, little drops of joy, little sprinkles of joy. It should be a fountain of joy. It should be a waterfall of joy. It should be the Niagara Falls of joy. That's what we'll bring people to the kingdom. That's what we'll bring people to Jesus Christ. You know, and they say, what is going on with you? I just heard so-and-so died in your family. Why are you so full of joy? I'm telling you because they're going to give you a a moment to give a testimony. And you can either give a, a, woe is me. I can't believe it happened. Why did God allow this? Or listen, they're in heaven right now. They're with Jesus. They're shouting and they're praising and they're dancing. I'm full of joy today. So let's get a little bit deeper into the meaning of joy. First of all, it's not that your joy that gives you strength. Let's say, it's not my joy. <laughs> say, it's the joy of the Lord. It's the of the Lord. See, it's what, it's what he puts in you when you give your life to Jesus Christ. When you bow before him in however way you bow before him in your heart, and you said, I, I, Lord, I confess I'm lost. I need a savior. And he comes in. Lord, I invite you in. I don't want you just to be my savior. I want to make you Lord of my life. And the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you. And when the Holy Spirit comes and dwells within you, you get the joy. Amen? It's, somebody mentioned it this morning. I don't know. It might have been Yoli. It might have been Robert. One of the fruits of the Spirit, the second fruit of the Spirit is love and what? Joy. It doesn't come from something you've manufactured. It comes from the Lord. There's an old song. I had to look it up because I hadn't heard it in a long time it's one of those Gaither specials. Y'all, yeah, how many ever watched any, watch any of the Gaither songs? It's the song that goes, The world didn't give it to me And the world can't take it away Oh, the world didn't give it to me And the world can't take it away This happy face that I'm wearing You know, Jesus put it there to stay Oh, the world didn't give it to me And the world can't take it away Amen. See, you got to understand that, though. It's a great song. That's a happy song. But it's truth. You cannot get joy from the world. But guess what? We sure do try. We try and we try and we try. Well, if I just have that vehicle, if I just have that house, if I just have that person, if I just have this money in my bank account, if I just have that job, I know then I will be full of joy. And Christians do that, not just the world. We think if we've got something that the world has to offer, it's going to give us joy. I'm here to tell you it will not. That's a happiness factor. That's If you get it, listen, you get the job, you might find out after you got the job you always wanted that you don't really like the boss. You might get the car you always thought you wanted and then it's under recall. Right? You know, oh, I've got the house I always wanted, but everything's breaking. Right? Cuz we think if we get something from the world that we're going to be full of joy, but that's not the case. Joy comes from Jesus Christ. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. That's the third point. Joy comes from the Holy Spirit. So if you ever wonder whether joy comes when you're full of when there's chaos, all around you. Listen. It comes from the Holy Spirit. Look at what Paul told the believers in Thessalonica. First Thessalonians one six. And you became followers of us. He's talking about they were followers of, of Paul and what he was teaching in his gospel and of the Lord because he was pointing them to the Lord. Having received the word in what? In much affi- affliction. Say, much affliction. And so they received the word in much affliction with joy of the Holy Spirit. See. THE WORLD CAN'T FIGURE THAT ONE OUT. YOU HAD THE WORD, AND IT CAME TO YOU. YOU HAD MUCH AFFLICTION, BUT YOU GOT THE JOY OF THE LORD. YOU GOT THE JOY OF THE HOLY SPIRIT. WOW! SO THAT YOU BECAME EXAMPLES TO ALL IN MACEDONIA AND Achaia WHO BELIEVE. IN OTHER WORDS, WHEN YOU WALK THROUGH THE JOY, WHEN YOU WALK THROUGH THE TRIALS WITH THE JOY OF THE LORD, THEN PEOPLE ARE GOING TO SEE IT, AND YOU'RE GOING TO IMPRESS THEM WITH JESUS. NOT WITH YOU. Not with you, not with you, not with you, but you're going to impress them about how good Jesus is. We've been singing about the goodness of God. Man, I woke up one day and God put this, this sermon series on my heart and that song, The Goodness of God, it's one of my favorite songs. All my life you have been faithful. All my life you've been so, so good, even when I didn't thank you for it. Even when I was in my deepest sin, you've been faithful. Amen. faithful church then right after Paul and Barnabas you know they're, they're preaching they're, they're spreading the word and they go to Antioch and they preach the gospel and you know what they got for preaching the gospel they got ran out of town on a rail get that guy out of this town but somebody he left the remnant he left some Holy Spirit there because people were getting saved even after he left and look what it says in Acts thirteen fifty two: and the disciples were filled with joy and with the Holy Spirit go read that in context there's no reason other than God that they should be filled with the Holy Spirit, that they should have any joy at all in their lives. Because the man that had just preached to them would be like me preaching a message today. Oh, that was a good message. And the cops come and arrest me and they take me off. And you're like, oh, wow, that's not much joy there. That's what was happening to Paul and Barnabas. You know, he would preach the gospel. They'd, they'd beat him to death. They'd beat him to death one time, threw him out in the garbage heap. He has got it like a superhero, you know, having to just get back up after they look like they're dead. Just got back up. Where are you going to go, Paul? Oh, I've got to go back and finish preaching my sermon. I'm in the third point. I've got some more points to get. And he said, went back and preached some more because the joy of the Lord is his strength. It wasn't because he was physically strong. Matter of fact, he was kind of a weak guy. He wasn't any, he wasn't any super strength. He wasn't superpower. God's a superpower in us. You're talking about a superhero. It's Jesus Christ. We should be the most joyful people in the world. I, you know what I love? Especially for all of those, those of you, and I, this is not a guilt thing, but those of you who get here early, I love going around and just hugging on you and just seeing the joy of the Lord on you. I, it's, it's really a blessing. If you really want to get blessed, get here a little earlier. Stay a little late. Did you know not everybody leaves when we get through? There'll be people all little pockets of you all over the place they are talking about Jesus. What's that Paul? Is that Paul Sherau from Church Christ, South to South Gate, Church Christ? It's Paul Sherroe and I'm just talking about Jesus. Y'all hear the commercials? We're just talking about Jesus. I love that. I met the guy, he's a neat guy. Just talking about Jesus. It's good to hang out and talk about Jesus. Oh, man, he's worthy of our talk. He's worthy of our fellowship. He's worthy of our praise, church. So let's talk about Jesus. So I said all that to get to uh, the crux of the message. It's actually point four. Fourth point, and that's the end of my sermon. But we're to have to go back to Nehemiah. So if you have your Bibles, go to Nehemiah chapter 8. I'll set the stage a little bit. If you've ever read Nehemiah, you know, Nehemiah was commissioned by God. Got the permission of his king to go back to Jerusalem and repair the walls. The walls had been destroyed. The uh, the uh, Jews had been, uh, the Israelites had been carried off into captivity, and it was just, it was just dilapidated. And how many? Anybody know? Any Bible scholars, scholars in here know how many days it took them to rebuild the wall? Fifty-two. Which, if you commissioned a, the best construction company in America. It would probably take them five years, really, with with machinery, because it was a supernatural rebuilding of the walls, right? Supernatural, fifty-two days. Like, you, know, you kidding? Fifty-two? Yeah, because the joy of the Lord is our strength, right? So they built, they rebuilt the walls, and they had, a, they were bringing all the the. The uh, exiles back, although those in captivity were coming back to their homeland and they were coming back inside the walls and they built a platform for Ezra the scribe, prophet and Nehemiah and all the important people and the Levites, the priests, had restored the priests and it, it was just this incredible day where they were bringing, up the, bringing out the scrolls, the book of the law, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. They were bringing out the book, the book of the law is what they called it. And they brought it out for, the, for these people had not heard the book of the law. They had not heard the stories, maybe by somebody just recounting it, but it had not been read to them. Can you imagine what it would be like if we didn't have this today? Can you be, imagine what it would be like if this never got to us today? For one thing, we wouldn't be here today. This country would not be here today. If the Word of God had ceased way back 2,000 years ago, if they were to kill Jesus and Abraham after he's resurrected, if nothing happened after that, we would not be here celebrating the joy of the Lord as our strength. But these guys were obedient and they built the walls and the people gathered together and they did not take the Word of God for granted, did they? Look at Nehemiah 8 verse 9. And Nehemiah, who was the governor, Ezra, the priest and scribe, and the Levites, that's the priest, who taught the people, said to all the people, This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn nor weep, for all the people wept when they heard the words of the law. When's the last time you wept when you opened the word of God? When's the last time you wept when you read, my mercies are new every morning. When was the last time you wept with joy over with the fact that you could read this and you could absorb this, you could teach this, you could understand this word of God? See, sometimes we just take it so for granted. We've got, oh, I've got every version that you can imagine, Pastor. Really, how many are you reading? I've got it on my phone. When's the last time you opened that or was it Facebook first? Or was it Instagram or TikTok or one of the others? When's the last time you opened your Bible app? Well, I got it here. Yeah, that's great. Some of the others should be deleted and that should be highlighted. People get uncomfortable when you talk about social media. I like my Facebook. Well, use it for good. You got Facebook? I use Facebook. I use it for good, for God's glory. I posted a picture of our house. You know, we got this incredible house that we got blessed with. So we decorated it. And um, we're on a street where you don't see much about Jesus. (laughs) You see really cool lights because people around us, they got lots of money and they put up some really cool lights. They pay somebody to put up some really cool lights. But you drive by our house, you're going to see Jesus. He's the light of the world. You're going to see a manger scene. You're going to see a cross. You're going to see Mary Joseph going to Egypt. You're going to see. You're you're going to see Jesus if you walk. If you come by our house, they wept that day. As Ezra began to read, as Nehemiah began to read, and they felt sad. And I used to wonder, why did they feel sad? I mean, shouldn't shouldn't this be incredible joy that day? See, they had to be redirected in their thinking. And sometimes we have to be redirected in our thinking, don't we? We read something one way and we finally figured out, that really wasn't what that meant at all. My wife said something that way and that really wasn't what she meant at all. They begin to weep. Then verse 10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way. Eat the fat. I guess they weren't vegans. <laughs> Drink the sweet. I guess they weren't sugar-free. <laughs> and then send portions or over, over, uh, you know, leftovers to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You ever read it in context? The reason they were sad, some believe, and I, and I agree with the, with the theologian that I was reading, studying. Some believe they were sad because when the once the word is read, they recognize we're not, we're not living the word. We're not living the word. But see, they didn't have the word to live it by. We have no excuses. You have no, I have no excuse. He even says in First John, he says, my, my commandments are not burdensome. It should be a joy to, to obey God. It should be a joy to be a walk in obedience and yet we think, well, this is too hard. I've heard it so many times, it's just too hard to walk with Jesus. Listen, if he wants you to live a life of joy and he wants it to be full and complete, should this walk be that hard? We make it hard, church. By rebellion, we make it hard when we rebel and think, i got a better plan than God's got. That's always just kind of fascinates me that we think that way sometimes. God, I know you told me to do this, but this looks better to me. (laughs) I know you told me not to eat the fruit, but man, it sure looks good. I think I'll just have a little nibble. Hey, Adam, you want a bite too? Right? This kind of looks good sometimes, and we... Take a nibble off of something we should have just stayed away from. <laughs> and so they were reading the words being read to thousands of people. And they just started weeping. And, and Nehemiah said, "Ah, stop, 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 stop. Joy of the Lord, the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is your strength. He's here today to strengthen you. He's here today to bring you words of life. Do you appreciate the Word like you should? Do you, live, do you leave here changed because of the Word of God? You know, they had all these people had a platform, and they get Ezra up there, and you know what? He's reading the Word of God. for half a day, six hours probably. So I thought I'd test you today. <laughs> Y'all comfortable? Bring your word with you today. It is uh, 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, 6 hours. Just gonna start reading from Genesis. We're just gonna keep reading till we get tired. What do you think would happen in the Church of America if that happened? That guy would be reading to nobody. (laughs) Not even his wife would stay. Give me a podcast, honey, I'm gone. (laughs) I got the Bible on tape, I'll listen to it while I walk. They were weeping and he said, no, 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 no. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Celebrate. Celebrate. Have a party. The word's back. The word is back. The word is back. And you know, for us, here's what happens. Sometimes we read the word and we feel like, man, I'm not living up to the expectations of Jesus. I have fallen so short. And then you let the enemy come and bring condemnation on you. So there's no joy when you're under condemnation, is there? But my Bible says there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because Christ Jesus is joy and joy is in you because Jesus is in you. So don't give the enemy the privilege or the pleasure of bringing you into condemnation. Just say, look, I know I messed up. You can agree with that. That's okay, we all mess up. but say, I am covered by the blood. I'M COVERED WITH THE JOY OF THE LORD. THE JOY OF THE LORD IS MY STRENGTH. THERE'S NO CONDEMNATION. NO CONDEMNATION. GOD'S GRACE IS GREATER THAN YOUR SIN. HIS GRACE IS GREATER THAN MY SIN. AMEN? SO THE VERSE 11 SAYS, SO THE LEVITES QUIETED, ALL THE PEOPLE saying, BE STILL, IF THIS DAY IS HOLY, DO NOT BE GRIEVED. AND ALL THE PEOPLE WENT THEIR WAY TO EAT AND DRINK, SEND PORTIONS AND REJOICE GREATLY. Because they understood I'm on to point that out, why I'm reading so fast, because they understood the words that were declared to them. Whose obligation is it to understand the words? Well it's partly mine. It's mostly yours. It's partly his when he teaches, but it's mostly yours. It's partly it, it, it's partly Saunders when she teaches or Betty or Pam or anybody else that teaches in this church. It's partly their responsibility to impart the word to you, help you to understand it. But if you just go, I didn't get that one, and you, you leave, and that's it, then it's on you. You know, if I, if I fail to communicate the word of God to you, that's on me. But if you're not hungry for the word of God, that's on you. If you don't want to hear the word of God, if you don't want the seeds, if you want to put the umbrella up when the seeds are being scattered, you can do that. You can check some of you already checked out this morning anyway. You're just like, man, I wish he could get over this. I I'm not, I don't have any joy. I don't want any joy. I can't see any joy. Let me get out of this place and go sit in Santa's lap cuz I'm sure he'll give me some joy. Oh ho oh, oh. ho. You know Santa Claus is Hawaiian? You know that? Because he does a uh, uh, aloha. Aloha. Ho ho. I just forget it. It's better when I heard it, you know. Alo ho. He's a low voice. I'm going to explain the joke. the people were told to eat, to drink, and to share in the joy of the word that was being made known to them that day. And I found this beautiful verse in Jeremiah to close with, Jeremiah 15, 16. And again, I think something similar to this was brought up earlier with one of the other preachers. <laughs> I love it. You're not going to just get a message from me. You're going to get a message from the first lady, and Ed, and Latonia and Robert, and Yoli, and Jeff, and... We've got lots of sermons here today, right? It's okay. Every one of them was spot on. Everyone was spot on. What Somebody here needed to hear. Jeremiah 15, 16, your words were found and I ate them and your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called by your name, O Lord God of hosts. Woo! Isn't that good? Remember Jesus said, if you have to eat my flesh and drink my blood, he said, I'm the bread of life. He said, well, you've got to eat the word. Jeremiah already knew that. He said, you've got to eat the word. You've got to consume the word. You've got to take the word of God in so it can be poured out of you. So you can understand it. He says, let me read it again. Your words were found. That's what happened on this day when Ezra comes out and Nehemiah and they've got this huge platform and thousands of people are gathered there and they're waiting with bated breath they're like, uh, uh, oh. you know, they called it worship, listening to the word, they called it worship. Go back and read Nehemiah 8, it will bless you. And They're waiting for the word like, come on, we're ready, we need this. That's why they wept. Jeremiah said, your words were found and I ate them. And your word was to me the joy and rejoicing of my heart. For I am called. Say, I am called. called. By your name, Lord. He's called you by name today. Joy comes to us from the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and the Word of God, which is Jesus Christ. It's no wonder... IT'S JUST NO WONDER WE CAN MAKE IT THROUGH ANY CIRCUMSTANCE OR a TRIAL OR a TRIBULATION AND STILL WALK THROUGH IT WITH THE JOY OF THE LORD. Do Y'ALL BELIEVE THAT THIS MORNING. SEE, SOME OF YOU GOT SOME SITUATIONS AND TRIALS TODAY, YOU NEEDED TO HEAR THIS BECAUSE THERE'S BEEN NO JOY in, IN THE JOURNEY. THERE'S BEEN NO JOY IN THE JOURNEY, BUT TODAY YOU'VE GOT HOPE. That's what my wife spoke about hope. You, that's why we lit the hope camera. You got hope today. Say I got hope, because I, I, I got the joy of the Lord. The wonder of joy is just it's incredible. Would you stand this morning with our ministry team come?